baseball and the world stops. In the midst of an unprecedented pandemic, the game we love is on delay until further notice. What does this mean for the sport and how are we spending our time during this crazy period? Let's go. and welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. Perhaps will be our most depressing Stitches Podcast in the history of Stitches Podcast, which is only like a year and two months. But uh, sad things going on in the world today with the coronavirus making its way throughout the United States. Baseball is on hold for reportedly at least a couple of months. Not a lot of good things to report but we're gonna try to cheer you up we're gonna try to cheer you up during this show we'll go over what this means for baseball um that's kind of the sad stuff and then we'll we will round things off with some things we're doing while baseball is done to to keep us entertained but let me introduce you to the stitches panel today no nick budig but we've got robert stangler and noah manderfeld robert man start with you how are you holding up I'm doing well, Luke. I'm hanging in there. I just hung out with my girlfriend today and yesterday, so I'm I'm finding ways to you know get around baseball. It's hard, as you know. That's basically my life. But sometimes you got to find something different. You got to expand, and that's what I've been doing lately. And we'll get into that later. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard from all of us. We all are just baseball gurus, exactly. and we were all in the spring training, getting pumped for opening day, and then boom, last week. Baseball's delayed. So close to those drafts, too, and then all of a sudden you just got to cancel. Yeah. Bummer. All our fancy baseball drafts pushed off, hopefully all of them. And so, uh, sad things. Noah, how you doing? Yeah, honestly, I've had a pretty rough week. Uh, coronavirus is definitely stressing me out, looking for jobs. And then, uh, of all things, a rabbit got into my car yesterday, and I had to get it towed and fixed. So, that was fun. But, um, you know, I'm excited for a better week this week. Hopefully... Uh, we can finally get some sort of good news. I don't know if it's coming anytime soon, though. Wait, a rabbit? Wait, explain that yeah. again. What? That's what, uh, that's so what I, I was going to gonna ask. How did that actually happen? <laughs> yeah, so I went to work in the morning. I uh, work at a TV station, and I parked there. Came back at 9. Car doesn't start. We try to jump it. Doesn't work. Some people look at it, and all of a sudden, in the corner of the engine, they see a live rabbit just sitting in the corner of the engine. And we're like, so we had to get an ice scraper, poke the rabbit out, Turns out the rabbit chewed at some of my electrical wires, and so they had to re- replace those and fix those up so they could start again. But, I mean, of all things, a rabbit in my car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you hadn't had a fun week at all. No, no, not at all. And then my laptop broke a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's 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 been not good on the bank account. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um well, hopefully this podcast cheers you up, man. Oh, hopefully right. it cheers all of us up. At least we get to talk baseball, even though it's it's not the best news. At least it's baseball, right? I mean, we're talking exactly. Uh, we're talking uh, what we love. So, um, just a reminder: we're on all the podcast platforms, we will be having some uh, some cool content for you. Yeah, baseball's out for a couple months, but we're gonna try to get you some fun stuff, fun stuff to listen to. Like I said, this podcast might be a little bit depressing because we're talking about what this means. Uh, going forward but we've talked about some ideas for content for the future they include doing like top 10 lists some you know broader baseball question uh, episodes so it's going to be a lot of fun going forward so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything um, I've tried to take uh, to drop hints at our season preview podcast obviously that's on hold until 
things are uh, squared away. Um, so we're going to have a lot of good stuff. Make sure you subscribe and uh, share with your friends. Uh, we are on we are on Twitter, at StitchesPod. You can follow us there or like us on Facebook. Robert, you just did a fun video breaking oh, yeah, down the swing of Eloy Jimenez. Eloy Jimenez. So if you haven't yeah. seen that yet, follow, go to our social platforms and check I'm out not all about uh, Robert Stangler. What's that? I'm not all about just stats, folks. No. no. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he went to him and Noah went and did a video looking at Eloy Jimenez's uh, swing coming up through the minors and what he looks like today and why Robert thinks he'll have a sophomore slump. You're going to want to check this one out. Like I said, that's on our podcast or on our social media platforms. Um, we're going to plenty of time for questions, too, in the next two months. So make sure you're sending them <laughs> to the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Stitches Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's do the name game. We need something, some laughs. All right, the name game this week is Kit Cheese. What? What? <laughs> Kit Cheese. Like Kit Kat? Kit? Kit. She's. Cheese or she's? Kit, she's. Okay. I keep saying it. It's like the fourth time. Good. Dude. Say it again. Say it one more time. No. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're, you're done. You're not going to get it if you haven't heard it by now. It's position? Noah, you start. Is this a real baseball player or not? No, that's not a real baseball player. All right, Robert. What position? Uh, Relief pitcher. Mm. No. All right, Robert and Noah say no. Nick, I don't know what he would have done. <laughs> Maybe we can retroactively ask him. We can test him and see if he actually listens to the podcast when he's not on the podcast right. next week. See if he actually supports us, you know. Yeah, who knows. Um, all right, so we've alluded to it all, uh, all at the beginning of all this podcast, but, yes, baseball has been delayed. Um, officially, it's been delayed two weeks, um, but – news coming out today that it looks like it's going to be at least until mid-May after the the recommendation from the CDC said no gatherings over 50 people for the next eight weeks. So obviously baseball's out uh, just by the team rosters alone, 26 people. So that's not going to work. And uh, yeah, we're in unprecedented territory here with the the coronavirus, COVID-19 making its rounds through the United States, putting really everything on hold i mean uh businesses are shut down i mean i'm I'm working from home so uh my work usually doesn't do work from home but i'm doing that so just everything is on hold people are staying in their houses uh it is just a freaky time but this is a baseball podcast and uh there are larger players here uh we are all you know trying to do our part to stop the spread of this you know the sickness and we uh, feel for all the all the people who've been affected by it, but we're gonna talk baseball. So, uh, with baseball delayed two months, um, what was your first reaction? I think that news just trickled out today or yesterday, but I mean, mid May is when they're talking about starting games, which means opening day is probably gonna be around June or July. Robert, you kind of had a had a quick comment on 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 Facebook. I won't repeat the <laughs> word you said, but you you didn't seem too happy. No. Yeah, this is this is really sad. I mean, this is literally my life. A lot of people who don't know me, you know, in person, outside of this podcast. Baseball is always my life. It's not just this podcast. It's literally every day I think, I eat, I smell, I taste. Yes, all the six senses. I am baseball. And that's literally what I do for my life. And to not have it is very difficult. And that's why I said at the beginning of this podcast, 
I'm branching out. I'm trying to find new ways to keep myself busy. I know it's hard. There's change in life. And a lot of people don't want change. But sadly, even if it is my passion in my life, I have to find something else. And right now, baseball just isn't up for talk right now. And usually I'd, I'm always down to talk baseball. Right now, I just don't want to talk about it because there's nothing to talk about, Luke. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for everybody. You said six senses. I don't think there's six senses, well, by the way. I think there's five. Okay, well, the six sense is... Uh, <laughs> Your sixth sense is baseball, though. <laughs> okay, there we go. So let's put them all together yeah. and then have a sixth sense. I saved you. Hey, I, I saved you. that. You're there right. You um. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough. I I don't know. Like, I was thinking the other day about maybe just like watching some old baseball. But I'm like, what does that do you good for? Because then you're just gonna want more baseball. Um, at the end of the episode, we're gonna show you some things that we w- we're gonna do to get our baseball fix. Um, but um, it's it's unprecedented times. I Noah, mean, this, oh, sorry, first reaction to this stuff. You know, I mean, it, I'm I'm a hopeful guy, and so right away. I mean, first off, when this whole thing of potentially impacting the game, you're thinking, oh, well, the Mariners might have to play somewhere else. You know, that's okay. Then you're thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe there won't be fans, but there's still going to be baseball. And then you're thinking, oh, Japan uh, suspended their season. Maybe we'll do it, but, you know, it's, we're not going to do it. We're not going to go there. Then they suspend it, and you're like, oh, it's a couple weeks. Hopefully it'll be done by then. Then you hear all the projections, and then all of a sudden mid-May comes out. And it almost confirmed what you kind of believed in the back of your mind, but you didn't really want to. It's just really disappointing. And, I mean, mid-May is honestly very hopeful at this point because baseball is so unique. You need that long spring training. And by May, the spring training we've already gone through is going to be wiped out. I mean, you're going to need at least three weeks uh, to get ready, probably more, especially for pitchers. And so you look at mid-May and you're like, man, that's, that's two months out. You know, and and that's it's not just baseball; it's every sport. And I mean, we're all baseball fans, but I think we're all fans of sports in general. And so it's going to be really eerie not to have sports for two months, especially baseball. And it's just kind of really sinking in how much this is going to affect my day to day life in the next couple months. You don't really realize how much sports mean to you until they're gone. I mean, exactly. Kind of took it for granted. I I promise I will never take baseball for granted again. (laughs) I promise. I pledge. I pledge it. And, you know, you touch on an important point here I think that we can touch on is what does this mean for the players and for the teams? If we're talking mid-May before they can even start games, are we going to need a whole new six-week spring training before the season starts, which would put us around, you know, end of June, early July? Yeah, I think think baseball is hopeful they can make that spring training as short as possible. But at this point, I mean, spring training facilities are being closed. Um, I mean, work, gyms are being closed. I mean, I don't know where these baseball players are going to go to work out, but it's essentially like you're back in the off season, staying in shape until you can get to spring, you know, and warm up and do all of that kind of stuff. So I can't imagine that baseball players, especially pitchers and then even hitters with their timing, are going to be ready in, in baseball shape without, you know, a long spring training of at most six weeks. Uh, and I, I can't imagine. I wonder if there's a way they could do some, like, where the players could report to spring training before games are played and they're allowed to work out down there. Obviously, the next two weeks is what I've been reading everywhere is the most critical for how this spread is going to gonna pan out. If people self-isolate for the next two weeks, it sounds like we'll be able to flatten the curve significantly. If people don't self-isolate, it's going to be a really bad spike, and that could affect us uh, into the summer. So... 
I think the next two weeks are going to be very telling of what sports and what baseball is going to do going forward. Hopefully we'll have some more clarity as we kind of get to like the mid-April area. We'll have some more clarity as uh, how this can how this is going to go. Um, Robert, though, there's been a lot of talk about can they play 162 games. If we're, if we're looking at like a June-July start, I there's probably no possible way they can get 162 games. Uh, what would your what would you think would be a, a good solution to to not a full season, uh, a partial season? Well, you got to cut it in half. I mean, what eighty one games is the half of the one sixty two. I mean, you got to find a way, yeah. find a, you know, depending on where the month is, where we're hitting here. You know, we're just approximating, estimating how many games we could probably get in based off of the month that it's going to be that it starts. I just think right now I would be more concerned about just making sure everybody's getting healthy, making sure. You know, players are at least getting in shape somehow, some way. You gotta remember, uh, guys, that these guys have like gyms and stuff at their own place, at their own house. They don't need to go to gyms, and they don't need all yeah, these that's, facilities. Yeah, that's really you know, that's like the I know it's, I yeah, but I mean, it's not like they can't call up some of them. I mean, you can still have four or five people at your house. You just can't have a whole roster. It's still they're still gonna find a way to stay in shape. However, it does still mean, like Noah said, there will probably be some kind of flexible spring training that will happen. Because there's no way they can just jump into the regular season on opening day and be like, hey, you know, we we don't need that much spring training. We're fine. We'll go. Because do you know how many mixed results you're going to see with a lot of players? Some guys are going to slump early, and it's going to take them a long time to get them going. So, I, I mean, there's a lot of mixed bags of emotions here, but I can definitely see the regular season turning into a cut-and-a-half uh, kind of season. And 80-plus games yep. or so is probably more realistic at this point. Yeah, I've I've heard some theories around taking out the All Star game, uh, taking out interleague play, which can't happen because you have 15 teams both leagues. So I don't think people realize that, uh, or else there's gonna be two teams not playing every day. Um, but I I think the solution would have to be you're playing pretty much your into your division most of those games mm-hmm. because if you're gonna try to get the best sample, the best division you know winner as you can in half a season, you're gonna have to play that division winner the most times or in, in your division the most times, you know, uh, you look at a regular season, 162 games. Is it six series you play in division against each team? Something like that. So if you're looking at half a season, I mean, you're going to have to, a lot of those games, you're going to be seeing the same teams a lot. If you're looking at half a season, Noah, what are you, what are your kind of thoughts on what the season could look like if we do have, you know, a, a summer start? Yeah. I mean, if we have 81 games, the first thing that comes to mind is you play every team in your league twice. So you can just cut that and say, all right, we're playing each team in your league once. There's 18 games versus each division rival. Cut that in half to nine. You probably want to expand that to 12 about. And then you have, you know, those five series against interleague play uh, opponents. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Um, That's going to be reduced, obviously. But I honestly think there there might be a chance that not everybody in each league will play each other um they're gonna have to be really creative with it because i'd rather see division games than you know see league games i mean division games are a lot more important um but it's they're gonna have to be really creative and, and honestly i think we could see an extending or, or uh, of the season past october and maybe play in indoor stadiums in a neutral location i think that's an option because right now owners are very very adamant that they want a 162-game schedule. Now, that won't happen, but they're going to try to get as many games as possible in. So if they can move it to a neutral location, I think that might actually happen. We could have baseball through November and December, potentially. 
where 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 is the metronome when you need it? Right, yeah, right. And they all. I mean, we could, we could add like the World right. Series in the Metrodome. <laughs> there are an increasing amount of stadiums that have open close roofs yeah. too, like Chase Just Field. Just off the top of my head, Rogers Center. Like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, possible. You got Miami, Chase uh, you've Field, got Arizona, Oakland. Oh well, no, there's Oakland. There's a close? lot. No, I don't. Know. I don't think Oakland. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Know. Never mind. <laughs> Oakland's a trash stadium. <laughs> Texas hasn't. Texas has one. The new Texas one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yep. is it ready? It'll be ready. Yeah. They were going to play in it this year. Oh, right? I forgot about They had a fire in it. I forgot about that. Hmm. No, they were going to play in it this season. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of options. But I was just thinking, like, what if the Metrodome was still here and they had to play some playoff games there or something? That would be that would be cool. Just, like, watch, like, the Nationals and Dodgers or something. That's the Metrodome. That would be fun. At the mm-hmm. Metrodome. That would be hilarious. That's completely off. I have no idea if that would actually happen. but no. um, <laughs> Probably not. It's not going to happen Just now, because of fan base reasons. U.S. Bank Stadium. Seriously. That'd be wild. I mean, I don't know if it's bank. built for That'd baseball, be but well, they do it on. They well, did play like the football. Gophers played on turf. There's football, so. Well, I mean, you make yeah, things well, happen. I mean, you can turn it into a hockey rink. Important? I mean, they, there's a lot of things that can happen. People are pretty creative. They can make things happen. Yeah, they're gonna have to get really creative with this, Robert. I mean, it's gonna be tough to fit all this in, and that's probably the saddest part about it is that we're not getting our full dose of baseball, no matter what. I mean, that's sad. <laughs> Okay, so in your free time, what are you guys doing to get your baseball fixed? Let's give some suggestions to the listeners who maybe want some baseball in their life, even though there's no live games being played. Noah, what what are your suggestions? What's your advice? What are you doing? Um, currently, I have a couple baseball books picked out. Moneyball is my favorite book. Um, I I've had that picked out. She was Joe. It's um it's it's. Uh, it's basically it's field of dreams with the book version beforehand it was made beforehand it's really good and then i've also got mlb the show i'm gonna i'm planning on getting the new mlb the show game get that fixed in and then reading some baseball articles whatever i can i mean there's some decent feature stories out there that are still coming out i mean it's a little scarce but there's a few of them so doing that otherwise i mean some i mean there's still a little baseball sometimes you just have to do other things than baseball just to keep yourself occupied i agreed yep Robert, you do anything with baseball? Or are you you know you sound too depressed? <laughs> no, I'm not that depressed. I mean, I'm sad, but yeah, I'm looking at fantasy baseball magazines like every day. I'm looking at articles. I'm always looking at depth charts, looking at statistics. I'm always trying to train my brain. I'm looking at previous highlights of guys, looking breaking down swings. Actually, now that we got this idea of breaking down swings, this makes me a little bit more excited when the season actually starts to see how this all will unfold. If I'm correct or if I'm wrong, how wrong am I? How correct was I? You know, these are things that are really hyping me up. So I'm not as depressed as you think, Luke. There's there's ways I'm getting around it. But I tell you what, I have never thought about subscribing for a magazine. I don't know if they'll keep doing it with this coronavirus going on, but if they are, I might subscribe to Baseball uh, uh, Baseball America just to read my fix on baseball and getting opinions and things because I don't have that, you know, that much information right now yeah. when it comes to baseball. So maybe this is my best chance. Maybe this is what I need to do. To keep myself educated, have, yeah, and they're they're big on like the amateur baseball scene, and I know you like scenes like mm-hmm. players who are in the draft and stuff. So yep. that could you be a good, know. Be a good yeah. spot for you, man. Might as well be. How about you, Luke? What are you doing? Well, I'm uh I'm going to the virtual world. I have outside or um, why I can't even think of it. out of the park baseball. Good game. Uh, which is like a simulation, like text-based, essentially. It's not exactly text-based, but it's a simulation of running a baseball franchise. 
I have outside the park baseball 19, so I took over the 2018 Twins and grade the trade a little bit here, guys. I traded Brian Dozier, and he this is like Brian Dozier when he's like coming off one of his best years for Carter Keyboom and like a I think his name's like Juan Manaya or something Manaya. He's from the Red Sox or from the Nationals, excuse me. He's a three-star potential, which is pretty good in that game. He's like 19 years old. I don't know if he's actually a real player, but Juan Manaya is Boom, a top former, prospect. Juan Manaya is a former Twins reliever who's 29, so it could be different. Juan Manaya, that's kind no, of funny. it's different. I knew recognize the name. I don't know, but grade the trade a little bit here. Carter Keyboom, obviously the big part of that trade. Robert, you're not a big fan of Carter Keyboom, I don't think. <laughs> but it's a video game, right. so does it really so- matter? Yeah, video game, I think, is more about hype and actually seeing what you actually can see with your eyes. So I'm going to say this is probably uh, probably about a B plus. I mean, Dozier's, you know, coming off, hey, his, I'll take it. coming off his big year, and, you know, he's not exactly a young stud. So you got to think he's going to, you know, decrease here. And based off a of video game, they do play by projections. So I'm going to say I think you hit this one on the nail, man. I think Carter Cuban's high prospect, and I think that's the way to go. Smart move. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Dozier doesn't like keep up his performance in that game because <laughs> he falls off in real life. We know, but we right. don't know what he does in this video game. Right? Yeah, it's yeah a I, story. I will say this: I've played that that particular game way too many times because you just play simulation over simulation, and the same things generally happen. And for Brian Dozier, he generally falls off after a year or two. Um, nice. Carter Keyboom in a couple years, I don't know where he is honestly, but he's a couple years out. You probably made good on that deal, honestly. You're saving the money with Brian Dozier and arbitration, getting Carter Keyboom, getting another prospect, reloading that system. Because the Twins aren't in the best spot in that game, if I remember correctly, right? No. I mean, they have, like, Royce Lewis, uh, Alex Kirloff. Oh, yeah. I don't think they have Trevor Eddie Rosario's Lange pretty solid. Um, yeah, they don't really have that good of a team. Urban Santana is still there. I mean, Barrios is up. Barrios and struggles so, a little bit, I think, sometimes. He's, yeah, he's been doing well for me. Okay. But yeah, so they have like then then you just got Keyboom. Um, they also have Gratterall, who's one of the top prospects. So, I mean, they got some pieces in there. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not the worst. No, it's, no. it's more fun in though. That game are so iffy. It's more fun starting from the bottom though, when you don't have like those hype, really big names, you know, veterans and stuff, and you really got to build it around to make it successful. That's what I mean. I mean, that makes those kind of games fun, especially with uh, MLB the Show, which I know you were gonna dive into also later on, Luke. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm not getting the new game, though, because I think they just make the same game every year. That's fair. So I'll just be playing MLB 18 the show, my road to the show guy. That's what I do. What about you, Noah? You're going to get it, right? Plug that in. Yeah, I'll get it at some point. Noah's got the new one. I don't have it yet. I was going to get it in their route. I'm going to get it at some point. I've got 19. I've been playing that a little bit. But, yeah, Luke's right. They do the same thing. You have to have online really to do all the special stuff. Yeah. Have that. Yeah. They have what's it called, Diamond Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much I'll I mean, dabble I've... into it, but I think I'll definitely get it because you yeah. know I need my fix on baseball as much possible. Well, and I mean, I can't <laughs> you hate the show though. I know, but the thing is, it helps me remember rosters. It might give me a little more yeah. insight on things. Like I don't know, you, yeah. m- I might find something in there that I would have never expected, but like, hey, I might be able to like yeah. look this up and see the transition, and oh wow, this actually makes sense or something with a player. Yeah, I don't I know. Also... It'd be crazy. I, I can't not buy a game after the Twins had one of their best years in franchise history. I could play as the Bomba Squad, you know, Ooh, in 2020. Get all those bomb Josh Donaldson, dude. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, I, I can't I can't not get a game where the Twins are really, really good. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Really hyping it up, um, you know? Be fun. Yeah. All right, we've got one question here that has been on our dock for like four weeks, but we never got to answer it because we always had so much to talk about. But we don't have much to talk about this time. <laughs> so uh, this question comes our way via Alex. He says, what are our va- favorite ballparks? And Robert and I kind of touched on this a little bit when we had a question about food, but we didn't really – it was more about the food rather than the ballpark. Um, I'll start. Uh, so far, I've been to 10 stadiums. Um, don't want to list them all off. But my favorite so far is the hometown stadium, Minnesota. Target Field still my favorite ballpark. I would say a close second – I don't know, man. Milwaukee was cool. So was San Diego. So, I don't know. I'm not really good at, like, ranking past number one. I just know I love Target Field so much, and maybe that's, like, the nostalgia of it, mm-hmm. the Minnesota feel, but I like Target Field a lot. So, I'd say that's my number one. Number two would be, like, Milwaukee, San Diego. Number three, Coors Field. Let's just say that for now. St. Louis yeah. is top five, but, I mean, I just because I'm a Cardinals fan doesn't mean I have to say that. I don't know. I mean, I think St. Louis is the best not because of the stadium necessarily. It's a nice stadium, but – the atmosphere the that atmosphere. you get there. Yeah. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. Like, they close off all the streets around. Like, everyone is in tune. Everyone is knowledgeable about the game. I mean, it's packed all the time. We went to five games while we were there, and it was it looked like it was sold out every game. Um, of course, we come from Minnesota where games weren't getting sold out until this last year, and so we weren't used to seeing that. Target Field, when it's sold out, is a pretty fun place. And I think we do take it for granted a little bit being from Minnesota. Um, so I think Target Field's the best stadium, like, just – construction-wise, but I like Bush Stadium just because of the atmosphere, but the Twins are getting there with how they're succeeding. Yeah, last year was a fun year to go to Target Field. That was fun. Robert? Bush Stadium, definitely. I mean, Noah just nailed it, man. I mean, the atmosphere to me still matters for a ballpark. It's designed well. I love the arch in the background. I mean, it's just beautiful. And I'm not just saying this to, you know, hype up Luke here, but I, I really think Bush Stadium is probably the best stadium I've ever been to. I haven't been to a lot. Surprise, I know, for a lot of you viewers. But I'm going to have to say Bush Stadium is definitely, by a landslide, even better than my favorite Chase Field, uh, you know, by favorite team, by the Diamondbacks. So I, Bush Stadium is just too good. I, I don't man, know. Man, I'm really down on Bush Stadium for it being my favorite team. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, you pretty, are. why that's that is. Wild. I did I mean, love Bush Stadium. You've also been to more than all of us. So. It was also really, really hot when you were there. I mean, we That's had, like, true. It was humid sunburns for days mm-hmm. but but that atmosphere you couldn't beat it i haven't had I, i'll give you that i haven't seen that atmosphere ever maybe no. the twins playoff game but that's a playoff game that doesn't even count i mean compared to the, they were doing the yachty chant i mean i haven't been to any stadium where they've had yeah. a huge chant yet i haven't been to fenway I haven't been to new york you know i don't know what those chants are like but man when i heard it i knew it mm-hmm. and you knew he's you a know, special player you know what chant i really liked and this is an inside joke i'm gonna explain it um so, we uh, were, were there, uh, I think it was the last game we were there, we're in center field, and uh, Luke's favorite player, of course, was Alan Craig. I think we've mentioned this on here. His nickname was AC, because he's cool under pressure. Cool under condition. pressure. Let's go. Um, so, Robert, being the obnoxious baseball fan that he is, let's be honest, he's pretty obnoxious, <laughs> um, he, he goes, we got to start an AC chant. So all three of us just stand up and start shouting, AC, AC, AC. And everyone is just well, he looking was gonna at get us a, like he, got, he had a walk-off spot. You didn't say that. He was in a oh, walk-off that's, that's spot. That's fair. He was a walk-off spot. No, it was. Yeah, it may have been. Yeah, but, it was the ninth. Yeah. 
But still, everyone's just looking at us like we're crazy because we're literally the only ones shouting at it. It was funny. Yeah, no one, we actually come up with good nicknames. <laughs> AC was a perfect S- nicname for Skippy him, Peanut Butter for Skip Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, dude. We had the best nicknames for, hey. for apparently a lot of Cardinals players, which is weird. Luke and I got yeah. weird looks when we went to that Dimebags game, and I was pointing to the fries over in that wall in center, and I was like, goalie's going to hit over there by the pool too, right center. And everyone looked at uh, at me, and they're like, oh, this guy's crazy. And then when he did, I was like, Luke, oh, my gosh, there it is, dude. It's gone. <laughs> like, look, you got to sometimes get wild, man. This is baseball. And like Luke said, don't take it yeah. for granted, man. I like just chilling and watching the game. That's fair. <laughs> me too. All right, That's fair why enough. when we went to Chicago, my favorite ballpark was uh, Guaranteed Rate White Field Sox. because it was yeah. so chill. There was no one there. <laughs> In Chicago, we had freaking we had uh, a barrier in front of us. That was annoying. Oh man, that w- that's why we had such a bad take on Wrigley Field. I think with that barrier in there. Well, I mean, it wasn't like right in the way, but it was there, like in the outfield. And then we had it's a cramped field. Like the history was cool and everything, mm-hmm. but sorry, Cubs fans, it wasn't our favorite place. No. I think all three of us agree on that. Not just me, because I'm a Cubs hater. <laughs> Cubs hater. <laughs> These guys aren't Cubs haters, and they still didn't like Wrigley. Noah, did you like? I don't even remember. You didn't. You said it was kind of like cramped, right? Yeah, it was really cramped, and it stained my Brian Dozier jersey. So I'm a little salty about that. It's got yeah, like an orange heck? stain on the side because the seats are so old. Wow. Yeah, I'd be pissed. That was my Alan Craig jersey. That's my prized possession, my cream. Yeah, and, and it was just crammed. Yeah, we had a, we had a barrier in front of us, and Kyle Schwarber hit a home run, and we got mad because we oh, hate gross. Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> The most overrated Cub at the time. Oh, man. Yeah, he yeah. just got back up from the minors, and he cranked one off the Rockies. a pinch hit home run, and everyone's yep. like, he's yep. amazing. And we're I like, know. he's Didn't hitting be, like the Rockies. I forget who won, Yeah. I don't know, but it, the Rockies were good at that time, too, so it was actually a solid game to go to. I'm trying to remember who Anthony, won that game. Or who was the pitcher? It started with an S. Oh, what was, was it Senzatella? It was Senzatella, probably Senzatella, yeah. yeah. Anthony Senzatella. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Um, that was cathartic. We got to talk about some past uh, baseball <laughs> memories. I love it. That made me feel better, guys. That That's made good. me yeah. feel better. That was good. All right, let's do the name game and uh, send them off. So the name game I gave you guys was Kit Shees. And that's a real baseball player. You guys what? were wrong. You got both. Yeah. Oh, my. I mean, it could be like Kit Skees, Kit Shees. I don't know. He's matter. an Astros relief this. pitcher, though. Oh, wow. There you go. Hmm. The more I'm All right, guys. Hang in there for another week. Uh, we will have another podcast for you next week. And just a reminder, if you want to listen, it'll be uh, we'll have some fun content coming your way in the next few months while baseball is on its hiatus. Oh, yeah, it's uh, so subscribe to our podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us. Like us on Facebook and Twitter to find some additional content. That's at Stitches Pod on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search our name, you'll find us. And send your questions to spur a conversation like we had at the end of this show. So uh, send them to our email at thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Um, all right. Make it through the week, guys. We'll have another uh, podcast for you next week. All right. Take care.